This episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by our Patreon donors. So this time, thanks go to Tracy, Maria, Anna, Diana, Daniela, Sarah, Kevin, Lisa, Mara, Maggie, Katie, and Emma. And an extra special thanks go to Amanda, Claire, Kim, and Lan. Amanda has the prismatic beauty of a mantis shrimp. Claire has the adamantine body of a mantis shrimp. Kim has the steadfast monogamous heart of a mantis shrimp. And Lan has the deadly left hook of a mantis shrimp. Guys, don't be shellfish. You gotta join our Patreon, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I krill myself. I'm so great, great. <laughs> oh my god, I hate myself. So speaking of generational conflict, my aunt asked me to uh, edit her her resume the other day. Why have we let the baby boomers be in charge for so long? (laughs) I saw it because you forwarded it to me. Do you know what my favorite one was? It wasn't that it was one page and a quarter. It was not that it was written sometimes single space and sometimes double space. There were so many stellar, stellar things about this resume, but my absolute favorite. Do you remember what the last word on the resume was? I sure do. Well, the last line was uh, education. It was the community college where she went. And the last word was in all caps, LOL. (laughs) It was incredible, incredible. I was like, this is the confirmation that I needed Everything that I know about baby boomers has just been validated, validated by your aunt. 100%. So like I, you know, I edited it and formatted it and made it, made it comprehensible. Got rid of the word LOL after her education, (laughs) Um, added her actual email address. You know, advanced high level resume building techniques that only a personal finance guru would possibly know only a professional editor could have done this for her i want our our younger listeners in particular to hear this and know that you have skills (laughs) i have met so many kids who are still in school who say like oh i don't have any skills and i'm like put Put any program on there, any program. If you've used it once, put it on there. And they're like, well, I'm not an expert at Microsoft Excel. And I'm like, you don't know the things I've seen. When you need some dough, you don't know where to go in this patriarchal capitalist hellscape. Well, here's the sitch. We're going to help you, sis, because bitches get a riches. So can you and 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 for for the seven baby boomers who are listening right now, we love you. We love you. And you need to know your worth because your peers are not giving you much competition. That's all I'm going to say. No, they are. They certainly are not. If you can download a podcast and listen to it, you're ahead of 90 percent of your peers. And we are so proud of you. (laughs) Honestly, like I know not only do we have baby boomer fans we have silent generation fans so you know what fuck it if you're listening to this right now you're in the cool kids club yeah exactly that's our ruling we love and admire you we have great power in the space because i'm kitty and i'm piggy and we're the bitches and bitches get riches
We're a pair of jaded misanthropes who revel in bringing down the mood. Yeah, and we're here to tell you that, like, nothing matters because it's all hopeless. And the only thing that's certain is uh, the inevitable heat death of the universe, man. <laughs> Our time on this planet is limited. So let's get started. Today's question comes from us from beloved reader Maxine. Maxine writes, I love your blog so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I'm about to turn 18 and I've really appreciated seeing all your advice and resources. I was unlucky enough to have a family member die a few years back and they left me a good amount of money. Reassuring, but not life changing. I won't have access to it until I'm 21, so this is by no means urgent. But with all my preparing for independence, I've started thinking about what to do when I can access it. I've looked at a couple of options. Buy a car, pay rent for a while, set it aside for emergency funds, start my retirement account, and maybe enjoy some of it then. If I am thrifty, I could maybe do multiple of these, but certainly not all. With the caveat that I'm not sure what my situation re-debt and financial security will be in three years, what would you recommend? Thanks for reading. First of all, I just want to say, hell yeah, your name is Maxine. That is a powerful, cool person name. Great job. That's the question, right? Bitches out! (laughs) This has been Rate My Name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with with Kitty and Piggy. Um, okay, so I, for my own purposes, I'm going to sort of mentally assign a number here. Maxine did not provide us with a number, but I'm thinking like 20,000? My gut reaction was 15. Okay, yeah. 15 to 20,000. So I have a, a feeling about this. Um, and tell me if you agree. Hmm. So I have not yet received an inheritance of any kind. Same Z's. What's an inheritance? (laughs) I know. My parents are still living. My maternal grandparents have passed away, but they did not leave anything to their grandchildren. So I don't have direct experience with this. However, I do have a paternal grandfather who's definitely getting up there. He's in his late 80s and he and I are super close. So starting when I was about eight years old, um, I, I lived a mile bike ride at the time from my paternal grandparents and grandpa invited me over. Um, And he said he had something important. So I I rode my bike over and he wanted me to go through the house, his house, and mark down what items I wanted when, in his own words, I'm dead, which will be soon. What? So I am like eight years old and going (laughs) through grandma and grandpa's house. And they expect me to literally point at things and say, ah, this, this antique floor mirror. I'd like that, please. It's solid oak. Like what? I've been preparing. I've been preparing. So I also have not received a cash inheritance. Probably won't ever. But I do want to say like, it amuses me to no end the difference in the generation's where it comes to like inheriting things. Cause like my mother-in-law comes from a blue blood, New England Protestant waspy family. I am too spicy for their blood. She's always like, do you want this antique chiffon robe? What about this marble top? <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck is a marble top? But no, they, they're always like, well, and here's the silver. And like, they gave, they gave my husband the antique silver. And he was like, how quickly and easily can I pawn this for cash? So to circle back, I feel like your family is doing you a wonderful service by allowing you to inherit cash instead of trying to pawn off large heavy, unwieldy pieces of furniture on you. Leaving a a cash inheritance is very 
Yes. Very thoughtful. Very, very thoughtful. So I think there's basically two great ways to spend that money. Mm. One of them is to do something that you would enjoy. Mm -hmm. And the other is to do something that the person who gifted you that money would enjoy. Um, So my, my grandfather, Grandpa Larry, whom I love very much, has indicated to me that when he passes away, I will be getting an inheritance. Um, I don't know what that amount will be. Don't really care. But I came back to him and I told him, I want to tell you when you pass away, what I'm going to do with that money, because I think it would bring you a lot of joy to know. And ultimately, what I decided was my grandpa Larry grew up very much in love with like the Old West. He always gave me the opportunity to like go ride horses. And we spent a summer in Texas uh, uh, when I was a kid visiting a dude ranch. And like, those were always the sorts of activities we did together. Um, And so I've told him, I did some research. There are places that sell vacation packages where you go on cattle drives and you, you're riding a horse for eight hours a day as you're driving these cattle from one location to another. I was like, Grandpa, when you pass on, I will do something responsible with most of that money, but I'm going to take a piece of it and I'm going to go on a cattle drive and I'm going to think nice. of you every day. When someone has passed on, they can't know how much that money meant to you. Um, And it sounds like this is already kind of the case for Maxine, but I'm telling our other listeners because I think this is valuable. If someone does you the courtesy of telling you like, hey, heads up, I'm going to try to leave you some money when I pass on, I think it's really special if you can tell them now how meaningful that is and how even if you're going to use most of it to pay off student loans or you know, jumpstart your retirement account or pay off your car or whatever, even if it's something kind of mundane, take a portion of it. And just do something, tell them, like promise them, I'm going to do something that is going to thrill you to know I'm going to spend your money this way. Uh, That's kind of like my, my thinking. How do you feel about that? No, I think, I think that's lovely, especially like you don't have to spend the whole thing on it, but like making a donation in the name of your loved one who left you that money, Mm -hmm. like that's beautiful. Like if, if someone made a donation to Planned Parenthood in my honor, like I would fucking love that. If someone donated to the Sierra Club in my honor, ugh. Now, I do think 21 is a young age. It's also Mm -hmm. an age when you are very cash strapped. So I can see two ways of looking at this. The first one is bank that shit. Like just put Mm -hmm. it away in either a CD, that's a certificate of deposit, a HISA, that's a high yield savings account, um, or a standard brokerage account. Um, And that is just for the for for investing quote unquote novices. investing in that's that's like your access to the stock market and just like sit on it for a year while you're thinking you know yeah. um and like and that way it'll grow um to differing degrees depending on which vehicle you put it in but set it aside let it grow while you're sort of figuring out what your life will be. Because I remember at 21, I was not quite sure what I was going to do with myself. So I do think that you need to sort of honor that transitionary part of your life. And there's nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with sticking that cash somewhere where it's going to be relatively safe and still grow a little bit in a way that, you know, you're you're not going to feel pressured to use it right away. So the difference between all of those things is basically if you think you need to access the cash quickly... Keep it in a high yield savings account. Yes. If you think you might want to 
use it not this month, but maybe next year, then a CD is a good choice. And only open a a brokerage account, only begin actually investing that money in the stock market if you don't think that you need it for the next three years. That that would be kind of how I would break that out. That's a great way to put it. But any way you slice it, like if you bank that in a, a safe vehicle, like you can come back to it to buy that car, to pay rent for a while, to, you know, start a retirement account, um, enjoy some of it. Actually, you know what I am going to say, like after you make your donation or some kind of do something with it that will that will be in honor of the person who gifted it to you. I do think you should set aside another little chunk of it to enjoy. And I don't mean like buy a car enjoy. I mean like go on a fancy dinner. <laughs> like yeah. take take your friends out for drinks, like a, a small evening out to enjoy it. Like obviously spend that. Um, we've talked before how you should enjoy your money. Like you, you know, you shouldn't waste it. You shouldn't splurge it by any means, but little luxuries, small joys are well worth it because it keeps your spirits up. It, it reminds you of what you're working hard for. Like it's okay to buy the $7 chocolate bar. It's okay to take your friends out to the bar for a night. If you, you know, have this, this windfall of cash, like don't feel yeah. any fucking guilt about that. Intentionality is, is the mm-hmm, key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that kind of reminds me, I, I have a friend who about five years ago inherited some money. His father passed away and he inherited $30,000 and a car. So he didn't approach it with any kind of intentionality and he frittered it away. (laughs) That sounds so judgmental, but like he literally frittered it away. He bought lots of fritters. (laughs) He bought so many fucking fritters. Apple fritters. Yeah, apple fritters. Yeah, he he loaned money to a girlfriend that who ended up breaking up with him and not paying it back. He, (sighs) you know, he he. He bought a keyboard and piano lessons and then gave up after six months. So he he had an opportunity when his father passed to use that money to sort of better his situation for the future. And instead, he kind of wandered aimlessly. Um, And honestly, like, maybe that was a symptom of grief. But really, in my impression as a friend, like he just didn't know how to properly utilize that to give himself a better life. He could have even, you know, used it to start his own business to really like just throw himself into pursuing his dream career and his dream industry. And instead, the money's gone. uh, And so is his dad. Even if you are the kind of person who, oh, you got a little inheritance from some great aunt somewhere and you did fritter away, guess what? Life offers us endless opportunities to make more money. You're not doomed forever because you have made foolish financial decisions in the past. You can always start to recover and turn things around. It's very interesting that like Maxine chose the phrase um, that the amount of money is reassuring, but not life changing. And I, I understand what Maxine means by that. But I also think it's it's so important to note that like any amount of money can become life-changing. There are some people who will spend $10,000 in one shopping trip. And I don't know those people, but I, but I have heard that they exist. Um, and there are other people who make $10,000 in a year and doubling their income truly would be life-changing. There was a time in my life when $1,000 would have been life-changing. No matter what the size of the inheritance that you're getting, the person who left it to you is trying to change your life. They are trying to, to give you a gift that would catalyze positivity in your life. So things like 
Investing more in your retirement is a great idea. Investing more in education is a great idea. Maybe paying Uh off debts or student loans or just pursuing great life opportunities like going on a vacation or taking a gap year or just doing something selfish but enjoyable and life-affirming for yourself is better than spending it without intentionality. The fact that Maxine is coming to this question with tons of time to think about it and lots of intentionality is a mark in Maxine's favor. Oh, yeah. I think like whatever Maxine decides to do, she's on the right track. In terms of actually answering Maxine's question, um, and I think there's a lot of great things to do with it. I think if buying a sensible and well-researched used car would mean the difference between being able to search in job markets only available on your local bus circuit versus Mm -hmm. being able to look in a 30-mile radius, do that. That's a great Mm -hmm. investment. Absolutely. If you come out with student loans, maybe some of them are federal and have a low interest rate, but others are private and have a higher interest rate, maybe like five, six and above percent, maybe just getting rid of those would be a pretty good investment. Um, Most people will tell you that, you know, the stock market on average year over year has like close to like an 8% return. Um, So a lot of people would say it's wiser to invest that money rather than to become debt free. However, you, (sighs) you won't be accessing. Yeah, exactly. You won't be accessing that money anytime soon. And the profits off of it will be really, really small until they aren't because hashtag the magic of compound interest. I do think there's something to be said for if you're young and you have absolutely no assets, like it's really hard to justify putting away money that you're not going to access for 50 years. I am very debt averse. I will not accept debt in my life. That is it. That is the personal side of personal finance. So, you know, I, I do think that's especially important for people who are 21. Do what your emotional needs require when it comes to taking on debt versus paying it off. And I think the worst thing you can do is to spend the money thoughtlessly. The sort of safe option in the middle is to put it in a high yield savings account and just don't touch it and figure it out later. The very best thing you can do is to invest it in a way that does make that money become life changing. And I think if you wait to make your decision until you feel sure that it's the right way to use it, that's how you know that it will be life-changing money. Um, I think there's one last thing that I just want to touch on, and I'm I'm straight up putting my old rich person hat on right now. Yes, do it. <laughs> it's It has a huge feather in it, like you've never <laughs> seen a feather. An ostrich feather. <laughs> I hope not, because that's very cruel. However, I'm sure it is, because rich. Let's say it's a peacock feather. Like, those things shed feathers, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we're looking great. Looking good, feeling gorgeous. I'm telling you, don't tell people about this money. If you're dating someone, don't tell them about the money. If you have close friends or roommates, don't tell them about the money. There are certain people in your life who will take advantage of that knowledge. Or even if they don't ask you for money, they may treat you differently as a result of feeling like from their perspective, you're rich and you don't have to do anything. Even if the amount of money is pretty small, there are some people who will react to any kind of inherited wealth with that kind of like contempt for the person inheriting it. So this is this is rich person, hard one wisdom. I would keep that information 
entirely to yourself for now. You lose nothing by not, you know, sort of crowdsourcing your advice on this. I know you're kind of crowdsourcing by calling into us. Yeah, but we're cool. <laughs> we're cool, motherfuckers. <laughs> your secrets are safe with us, Maxine Maxinovich, if that is your real name. <laughs> but your your point stands that like, you know, don't don't be influenced or guilted by the people around you. Be influenced by us, your creepy exactly. internet aunties. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We answered this question all wrong. We did. Maxine, you should consider upping your Patreon tier. <laughs> Guys, we're hungry. Our guinea pigs are starving over here. We have chickens to put through college. Exactly. And believe me, they are all looking at careers that require doctorates. It's going to cost a pretty penny. Are you good with that? I am so good with that. Listeners, if you want us to answer your question, go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches. Production of this podcast is directly tied to our total number of Patreon supporters. So if you want to hear more, join us at patreon.com slash bitchesgetriches. And if you need a little more bitches in your life, and who could blame you, you can read our articles and follow us on social media at bitchesgetriches.com. All right. Is there anything else they should know? Yes. Do you know what the odds are that if you are in a room with 23 other people that you share a birthday with someone? I don't know those odds. Yes. Um, You're wrong. It's 50%. (laughs) Good to know. Bitches Bitches out. out.